Hey, you're in for a great show today as I speak with my good friend, David Pretty. David is a engineer by trade, uh, but when he started his career, it wasn't long before he decided to move into business development and work as, as what I call an unemployed engineer. He was a professional unemployed engineer, and it was his job to represent his company uh, in providing their engineering uh, their engineering expertise to other companies that would use their company to help do engineering projects. So David is kind of an engineer with a sales side of in him. He, uh, he is, his job is to foster and make new relationships and then sell his company services. Well, David, a few years ago, found himself uh, unemployed. You know, it happens to all, to us all. And when we're unemployed, it sometimes can be a shock to our system. And then you have to kind of upright. And so you're in for a great treat as Dave gives us his tips on how to find the next job, even when you're not expecting that you're going to at a point in life where you hope that you don't have to look for a new job. But this is how Dave did it. There's a ton of great lessons in here. So let's discuss. Hi, I'm Pat Batchelor, and this is the DIY Engineering Career Builder Podcast. With 25 years as an engineer and 10 as an engineering recruiter, I'm now stepping into the role of job search and career coach. I want to help you find a job in half the time and have fun doing it. Whether you're looking for your first job right out of college, your next job, or perhaps one day even your dream job, I'm here to guide you to the next step. This would be fun, entertaining, educational, and most importantly for you, empowering. So let's get started. All right. Well, hey, Dave, it's a pleasure seeing you today. Thanks for being on the program. Uh, as you know, I've tried to, um, you know, we met a number of years ago, actually. We're both engineers, and I guess we're the kind of engineers that do business development. We, right. Even though we, we got our education in the technical field, I think you're a chemical engineer or petroleum. Petroleum, yeah. Mm -hmm. Petroleum engineer. I'm a civil. Mm -hmm. um, but we met a number of years ago. Why don't you just tell us how, you, how we met? <laughs> So if I recall correctly, it was around 2008, um, and uh, we were both at the, uh, or I was at the uh, Georgia Association of Water Professionals Industrial Conference, which I used to attend every year or two. And uh, I remember, you know, going through the agenda and everything, and I remember this session, the very last session of the last day, <laughs> there was a talk by a gentleman named Pat Batchelor. Uh, on and the, and the topic, you know, this is a technical conference, right? And usually all kinds of technical things associated in the water, wastewater uh, field. Yeah. And this last talk was um, uh, how to find your next job using LinkedIn, I think was the title of the, of the talk. And I thought, wow, this was weird. And back then, LinkedIn was something that I think I was on, I was aware of, I, you know, I signed up and tried to use it to connect with former co-workers primarily, you know, and keep up with them was the reason I originally got into it. Didn't know much about it. And I thought, well, this is an interesting oddball kind of topic. And I thought, well, I wonder how many people in a technical conference are really going to be, you know, there. So I'll stick around and check that one out. That sounds kind of interesting. I go in there and, the, and it was wall to wall packed with people. Every standing room only literally shocked me for a final day conference, uh, final hour conference. 
And, and then you were up there giving that talk and uh, you really went through and I learned a lot about LinkedIn things. Maybe at the time I wasn't ready to apply, but it certainly opened my eyes to different things you can do with it. And it's not something I ever thought of using at that time or even for some time for as a job finding tool. It was just really just connecting for with, with people I knew. Right. Uh, but it was kind of an eye opener. So I remember uh, after the seminar, I went out and, and, and introduced myself to you and said, you know, what a what a what a neat uh, concept <laughs> for a conference like this. And we talked a little bit. I know um, found out that we lived uh, just a few miles from each other in the same town, same community. Right. Of Atlanta. And uh, we met for lunch, at, you know, sometime after that and, and just kind of really started a personal bond uh, that way that's grown through the years. So this has been 13 years now, I guess. Wow. Isn't that cool? You know, I tell people, you never know when you're going to meet your new net, your next best friend. Right. Yeah. And one of the skills in life for, for anybody is, is always be ready to meet a best friend because you just never know where it's going to come. And, and I remember meeting you at the conference. You kind of said, hey, good job. And I was like, thanks. And I knew you were in business development. And I always was a little bit intimidated by you because you worked for a bigger company. You were chasing bigger projects. And, and I was just like, man, this guy's got it all figured out. And I don't know anything. <laughs> Wow. If only you knew. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, hey, um, okay, we're going to break there. Uh, can you turn your screen down just a little bit? You got a little bit, you're a little bit too high. There you go. Perfect. That's Sorry, perfect. That's how I always have it set. So I don't know. It's not no, that's perfect right that's there. Better. That's much better. Okay. So then, so then we, we met for lunch and I just remember being, man, this guy is, he, he's working for the big companies, making the big bucks. He really knows. And, and you do, honestly, I, I, I have always admired you. Um, and then we became friends. Uh, you know, we just over the years, that one lunch turned into, you know, six months later, we had another lunch and then it was a phone call and, and then the next thing you know, you're we like, hey, you know, I've got a men's group at church. Would you be interested? And you joined and man, we've been good friends. And so uh, uh, so about what was it about? I guess you probably weren't completely surprised. But last year when COVID hit, you know, you're sitting there going, well, Pat's a recruiter. <laughs> What's he going to do? And and I said, Dave, I'm going to teach engineers how to find a job using LinkedIn. And you were like, well, no surprise there. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Where have I seen this before? <laughs> so, so I did the course last year and, and I said, Dave, I really need some help. Would you be willing to step in and, and attend the course? What did you think about it? Just kind of, I know, and I really appreciate you taking time out of your day because you had a job, you didn't need to attend, but you were willing to sit in during your lunch hour and listen to the course. What did you get out of it? And what did you think was important about what we talked about? Well, I think, uh, I mean, just from some of my own experiences, I think uh, you started out the presentation, you know, talking about why this is important. And you highlighted in particular the fact that, uh, you know, um, answering jobs that are posted online, you know, what what really goes on behind, behind the scenes. I think that was a very eye-opening, it's, it's something I was kind of aware of and, and understood, but a very eye-opening um, 
uh, tale about, you know, that no, people aren't ignoring you. It's just priorities change all the time. And, and what's the hot thing that they're looking at this week may get put on the back burner two weeks from now before your resume is even screened or seen. Right. And, and I think, um, I think, uh, showing and demonstrating that and demonstrating how that worked. And I mean, you had graphics and pictures and diagrams of how, you know, this person in an HR department over here is the one fielding resumes. And this person over here in this department is actually looking for the, the position is waiting on that person. But then this person gets reassigned to something even more priority driven. And so you get kind of lost in the shuffle. Right. And you don't know that you're lost in the shuffle. So, and, and, and that's a very real thing. I've seen it in, in just in positions that companies I've been in have been looking for, you know, where the priorities change and, or conditions change, or we put it on hold or something like that. Right. And so I think the, that realization was a first really big eye opener uh, to me. And then obviously, as you go into the class, I know you talked about the uh, direct approach, trying to find this hiring person over here and, and how do you how do you get to them and and reach out to them and uh, being in business development sales you know most of my career you know it's kind of a second nature to me but it's not second nature to most people and I think giving them practical ways showing them first how why it should be done and then showing them how to do it and some very practical ways to do it without being you know arrogant or pushy or whatever I think was very a very big takeaway for me um, right yeah. right well and. And you know what I've, and <laughs> it's kind of like, you know, we both were in business development and, you know, my boss came to me and said, Hey, I want you to go find jobs at, at in industrial companies that do water wastewater. And I'm like, you know, I don't know anybody in that marketplace. And that's why I started going to the conferences like that. And then you just go, well, who is the guy that I need to talk to the decision maker at that company like Sunny Delight off of, at the manufacturing plant off of Fulton Industrial Boulevard in West Atlanta. And you just go, who is that guy? And I, man, I don't know, do you know? <laughs> How would you find out? There's no way to find out, it's really hard. You start it's with really the first person you can, you can find. And a lot of times, uh, you know, find the actual decision maker takes some time working through an organization, but Usually I would start with a person who is directly impacted by it. So who is a person over wastewater operations? They may not be the decision maker, but they are impacted by that decision. And they're the ones that have to live with that decision. So their insight is very uh, uh, critical, in my opinion, on, right. on anything. So that's if you could sell that person, they can help you sell to the decision okay. maker. Yeah, to exactly. the decision maker. Right. Well, and but it's the same way. Whether you're selling engineering services or you're selling yourself, it's the same technique. You got to find someone at the right company. So you start off with a target company and then within it, you have to try and figure out who's the right person. And it takes time and energy and, and just uh, it's more than just hitting a button, you know, and saying, uh, I'm applying for a job. Call me. Um, and, and I tell people, well, you might be able to find a date by swiping left or swiping right. Apparently you can find a home loan by pushing one button on, on you know, you can get a loan. I'm gonna uh, have to take your word on that, by the way. Uh, uh, but <laughs> apparently you can, yeah, yeah. But, but, you know, and even the commercials, you'll see an Indeed or a ZipRecruiter commercial and they'll say, you know, I was unemployed for, 
you know, months and months. And then I got on Indeed and I hit apply and oh boy, people start calling me and I'm like, you know, it may work better. And I've even talked to my, my, uh, my, uh, my rep at Indeed. And I said, okay, I saw the commercial over the weekend. You guys put it out. It had the nice music in the background and, you know, you apply for a job and then you get three offers in the next week. I said, is that really how it happens? He goes, well, Pat, for, you know, for, you know, common labor for working at a, a second shift at, as a uh, forklift driver at a manufacturing company for the, you know, working at a restaurant or something. He says, yeah, we can, if you apply today, you may get an offer or two in the next week. But he says, engineering, no, it's not going to happen. It just doesn't happen that way. And he goes, you know that. And I said, well, I know it, but <laughs> You're telling my cus my clients all they have to do is hit a button and wait and they're gonna get hired. And I'm just like, it ain't gonna happen. Right. Yeah. So well, let me ask you, Dave. Uh probably about four or five years ago, we were friends, we knew each other. And one afternoon you called me up and said, Pat, I got cut loose. Mm -hmm. And I just remember that conversation and and I was just like, wow, well, let's grab coffee or something. Tell me, Dave, what happened? Uh, mm -hmm. Not necessarily the how you got cut loose, but you know, how did you deal with the? You know, you were fifty, maybe. Yeah, early fifties. Uh, I think I was fifty-three at the time. Okay. Um, and so, um, yeah, I had been with this firm for eighteen years. It was a good company, uh, but it had gone through some changes. I kind of, I say, I kind of saw it coming. I expect. Well, I say I saw it coming. At one point early in my tenure with them, I felt I would retire there, but it, that became evident to me that that probably wasn't going to happen, that there were going to be changes, uh, either mine or theirs along the way. So I was kind of, you know, braced for it. Uh, the company was having a down year. Uh, our division in particular was having a down year, knew they were going to have it from the very beginning due to some uh, write-offs that they were going to take. So uh, there was, uh, my entire department pretty much got uh, my entire department was gone or my old department, I guess, sales department we had. Uh, I was the last remaining standing member. My former boss was let go in August of that year. The two people, other guys in the group were let go the year before. So I kind of like, okay, why am I still here? You know, I, so, so I sort of saw it come in, but I wasn't, I wasn't determined to look. I was kind of committed to sticking it out to, to the length or unless something really came along that, you know, blew my socks off. So I went in for a review and they told me from my annual review that that's when they were going to take away my position. So, so again, I was half expected for it, but, but a little surprised as well. Uh, so, and I think at that point I was kind of mentally ready to move on anyway. So it was, yeah. it was a good, I, no, I, I was definitely ready to move on anyway, just because of the changes in the culture of the organization and stuff that I've been through. But uh, it was a great 18 years, but it was, it was time for a new chapter. Um, I'll start. So you were saying that, you were you you saw it coming. You, it wasn't a big yeah. Thing. I saw it coming. I mean, I expected something would happen at some point, and I was you know thinking about what I want to do with the rest of my life. I, I really wasn't keen to leaving the company to do the same job somewhere else. So I was kind of looking for what's new out there. What's you know what what could I do that would kind of stimulate me some more? You know, for my final act, if you will. And, right. Um, so I, uh, uh, obviously this, this pushed things. Um, I had also had been laid off 
uh, early earlier in my career back in the 90s. And I, I kind of developed this process then. And I carried the same process uh, again in 2014. But um, when this happened to me and um, this was on Veterans Day, by the way, November 11th of 14. And that's kind of a, I, I say that to say that that's kind of a pivotal point and something I want to draw upon as we, we go into this conversation. But um, basically what I did was I said, all right, this is a Tuesday um, afternoon. It happened to be a beautiful day, mid seventies day, 75 degree day in, in, in November, which is a pretty nice day for November yeah. around here. So uh, what I decided to do is, uh, you know, I told, told my wife, told my kids, you know, just so they knew what was going on. And then I just took the day off. I said, you know what? I didn't have much. I've been working at home for a while. So I had a little, cubicle at the office didn't take me but 30 minutes to clean up my stuff and get out of there came home decided I'm gonna spend the day doing yard work and just pick things off my mind and and um decompress a little bit what's that kind of decompress a little bit decompress a little bit get my thoughts together enjoy the day outside get some sunshine yeah all that was very beneficial and the plan I had was and I did this uh, 20 years before, whenever it was, I said, uh, I'm going to take the rest of this week just to get myself together. And what does that mean? And of course, in my case, I had to replace a company car, a company computer and a company phone. So <laughs> that was three things I had to do technically. Uh, and I had the rest of the week to turn my stuff in. So I had a little bit of time to do that, but I had to figure all that. And, um, and I did, and I, and I, but also the idea I had was by the by Sunday night of that week, uh, I want to have my plan together for what I'm going to do to look for a job. And right. again, I did the same thing in 1995 when I got laid off from a firm then too. And so I'd already proven the proven it. But I take the time, you know, don't start calling people right away. Get your get your ducks lined up. And uh, so I did that. I got I, I already had an extra car, so I was pretty good with that. Um, I did, you have to get a new phone and I borrowed my son's laptop for a while. I think it was how I got through the technology parts. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. So, um, well, so no, basically you probably bought that laptop for him anyway. <laughs> uh, well, I bought it for school, but uh, yeah, yeah. he wasn't using it much anymore or whatever. <laughs> you know, they all gone to phones at that point, I think. Sure. Right? So sure. I used his laptop, but, uh, and it got me through uh, without having to go out and buy a new one. <clears throat> so anyway, um, I, um, uh, what did I do? So, uh, but anyway, the idea was get everything lined up, take the time, decompress, get myself planned out for how I'm going to attack Monday. Yeah. And I mentioned November 11th, uh, which is a Tuesday. So the 10th was a Monday, the 17th was a Monday. So I figured I had the whole week before Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving was that last week of November. So I had basically the seventeenth uh, through the twenty-first to make significant impact, and then we're in the holidays. And I didn't know what to expect in December. You know the old adage that nothing happens after the holidays or whatever. And I'm going to prove that wrong, but uh, that's that was how it happened. By the way, I tell people that it's not necessarily true. Yeah. Well, I'm living testament that it's not. I can tell you what. <laughs> but um, so I sat down, and I remember one of the things I did is I I. I and I did this in 2000, uh, well, large partly in, in 1995, but in 2014, I said, my plan was I'm going to reach out to key people that I know and just let them know, hey, I'm on the street. If you know something, let me know. So that's what sure. I did. 
Sure. And I remember sitting down probably while I was watching football games or something like that. And I went through my phone and started looking through, just scrolling and writing that, down that Rolodex. of key people. Just the Rolodex. Yeah, my Rolodex was in my phone. Right. And I went through that and just started scrolling through. And, you know, obviously lots of them were, weren't people in my field, but most of them were going to be either um, a few clients maybe. But um, and I obviously had wanted to do an email to my clients, let them know I wasn't there anymore. Yeah. In case things fell through the cracks because there was no transition from my work to them. So that was another email I did also that probably that Sunday or Monday. I wrote that email out to my customers just telling them, hey, I'm no longer with my former employer. I'll let you know when things when I do land somewhere or whatever I do. But just want to let you know I'm no longer there. Don't which, go looking for which me Which is, depending on the, your situation, you always have to word those letters very carefully. And I did it very professional. I didn't say anything. It was just pretty much abrupt. Just letting you know, as as of this date, November 11th, 19, 2014, I'm no longer with uh, my company. And right. uh, and I, I think that's all I said. And then I just said, um, I'll let you know, or I will communicate to you uh, as, you know, wherever I end up going or whatever I end up doing kind of thing. Yeah. And that was it. Okay. So then I, I sat there. So I developed that list. And I guess I did develop a list of people to reach out to and then maybe the, that customer list too. But I sat down and wrote down and I want to say it was approximately 50 names. And most of those were former coworkers. Um, and many of them had already left the company before me and had gone off. And some of them may have been from even before that company. But sure. people I knew that and the way I judged it was who were, well, who are the people that I know that would help me? And I knew they would help me because I know that I would help them if they approached me and, and many had over the years. So, so obviously if I feel our relationship is strong enough that I would jump in and do whatever I could to help them, they probably would reciprocate. Right. So, so I went through that and it, it could be vendors. It could be um, uh, former coworkers, occasional customers, maybe a few, but not many, but a few I had in that, in that list. Yeah. And um and then, so I wrote this list of about 50 and I thought, well, that's a lot of names. And I got set five days before the Thanksgiving week starts. So, so then I went through and I thought, what are the really highlighted ones? The ones that I absolutely <laughs> definitely would. So I went through and did another core and I hit about half of them. So I think I put stars by those names, you know? Okay. So that's what I started with was a list of 22 or 25 uh, people that I would start with. And I said, I'm going to go through these stars first. Then I'll go back to the ones that aren't starred and I'm going to contact those folks and I'm going to try and do as much of that through the first week as I can do. Right. And then when we get to the week of Thanksgiving, things will settle down. That's when I'll get on job boards. You know, I'll look at competitor websites and, you know, career pages and that kind of stuff. And right. that, so I kind of had it phased out. I'm going to do this phase first and this phase and the next phase. And I, smart. So I had a plan is really what smart. it down to. That's smart. So I started doing that. Well, during that week, uh, uh, the latter part of the week, I was just getting myself organized and getting my computer and all that kind of stuff. Word got around. I had a couple of calls anyway. So by Friday that week, before I even started making calls, I already had identified two companies of, of, of what I would call solid leads. And these are basically where I had a conversation with somebody and they said, hey, we would like to talk to you or, hey, I would like to introduce you to somebody right. in my company. Right. And, and this came to me. One of them came through a customer that happened to call me during the week. 
and he told somebody he knew. Was that a follow up to your email, or was that? Just no, that? this was all. This is all before that. Actually, the you first one, the grapevine. The first one, Pat came in the day I got laid off, uh, and it was oddly enough that a customer happened to call me that I've been talking to and had known for years, and he called me with a, a project opportunity he wanted yeah. us to take a look at, and I said, "Well, as of six hours ago, I'm no longer with a company." And what you know, I had that kind of. Well, I can't <laughs> believe it, you know that. Uh, well, let me tell so-and-so. Okay, you got to tell so-and-so. That so-and-so happened to be one of my starred 25 people anyway. So go right. ahead and tell him because he knew him already. We'd all worked together before. And and uh, so then he he uh, he uh, tried to reach me that night. We did. We missed each other. His boss, who I also knew uh, and then connected with him on LinkedIn, sent me a note that night, said, hey, I heard you're on the street. Let's talk tomorrow. So I actually yeah. had activity going within 20 24 hours, but that was purely, purely it's act or, uh, uh, coincidental because that customer reached out to me that day. But, uh, but anyway, nonetheless, um, I had those two leads by the end of that Friday, the three days after I was laid off. Then I started making my calls with my plan on that Monday. And I called just, you know, like anything else, like a job, you sit down, I, you know, got showered, got dressed like a normal would sat at my desk like a normal would but I started placing calls to these people I knew, people I knew would respond. I either sent them emails or I, I phoned them, left them messages. Yeah. And then they'd get back to me. And, you know, and of course, some of them, oh man, well, I, you know, I'll keep thinking of you. I'll let you know some. Others said, hey, let me, let me talk around a little bit. Some of them didn't say anything. And then they came back with an opportunity. But by the end of that Friday of the 21st of November, I think it was, I had uh, now a total of nine confirmed opportunities. Wow. Uh, so I went, I was seven in that course of that five days where someone had, I reached out to somebody and they read back, back to me and said, we would like to talk to you. Wow. Uh, one of those was one of the clients. When I sent the client list, the client asked me, what are you looking for? And I said, well, you know, I'm doing this and this. And they says, well, we've been looking for somebody. Would you be interested in talking to us? It's like, yeah. sure. So, <laughs> and I did, I ended up talking to them and then their sales manager and stuff. And so, um, so anyway, that's how I went about it. And of course, then it's like, okay, now I'm up at this weekend. Um, I, at this point had, and this is where the holiday thing comes into play. So that following Monday of the 24th was the Monday before Thanksgiving. Yeah. Know, Thanksgiving would be the 27th or yeah. 27th. Yeah. Well, I ended up having, um, between Monday and Tuesday, I had, I think, four interviews scheduled. Wow. Yeah. Blew me away. I was not expecting. I really was expecting to spend those three days, you know, once I called everybody, I spent those three days uh, going through job boards and stuff. Really? Your never, favorite. Yeah. I never had time to do that. <laughs> so I had, um, I think I had three in one day. One of them had to cancel. Then I had one on the next day. And the one the next day was a guy that, um, it just coincidentally, he heard from somebody I talked to. Yeah. Um, so this guy was not on my list to call. It just was somebody I did call, happened to mention to them. And this guy called me and said, Hey, we've been planning to hire somebody. And right. so, uh, so he actually flew from Cincinnati down to Atlanta to, to meet me that Tuesday before Thanksgiving on the fly. Wow. And I think he called me, he may have called me on the Saturday or maybe he called me. No, he called me in the day on that Friday, the 21st. Like wow. I was about ready to wrap up for the weekend and he calls me and then he called me again on Saturday and we arranged to meet on Tuesday. So I went down to the airport, met him in, met him in the, 
you know, main area there. Well, you flew from Cincinnati to Atlanta, met you at the airport, and then turned around and flew back. And flew back. That's exactly what he did. He was president of the company, so uh, he wow. had to do that kind of thing. So Wow. Well, <laughs> Dave, that means you really weren't – you have been building relationships your whole career mm -hmm. so that when you found yourself in a spot where, oh, my gosh, I need a job, you didn't start with, let me start with cold calls and applying on jobs. You just said, let me go back to my friends and family, mm -hmm. uh, friends and coworkers. Network. Yeah. And, and talk with those folks because they're the ones that are going to champion you. And you weren't going for the advertised jobs. You were going for that hidden job market of, there's no jobs being advertised at these companies. Um, but you know, you were smart enough to know that, you know, 70% of the jobs out there are never advertised. Right. And the way you're going to find out about them is by your network of friends and family. And so that's one of the things I, I kind of emphasize in my course is you really need this network and you're building that network every day of your career. You're investing into friendships mm -hmm. and you want to continue doing that consistently throughout your career because you know, and you haven't mentioned twice, you mentioned that you had gotten laid off. And I'm going to assume it wasn't because you weren't a good engineer the day before, and then you became a bad one. Things change. Things change. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and so what I tell people in this course is, is, man, learn these skills now, because just don't be surprised. You're going to get laid off through no fault of your own, at least two, maybe three times in your career. So <laughs> don't be shocked if you get no. cut loose. It's like, man, it happens. And it, you know, it, was, it used to be a shock, you know, 30, 40 years ago, uh, you know, my dad's generation, that would have been very rare to do, but it's so common these days. I mean, just business changes on a fly. I mentioned the 20 years before um, in that situation, there was a leadership change through coup. In other words, a person came in, undermined it, the, uh, you know, the COO and the senior VP of sales and marketing were canned on a Monday. Oh, this other guy came in, decided he was cutting. And by Wednesday, I found out my job was done and half my department was gone then. So, uh, and, and, you know, it was, so it was that, well, that was that kind of thing. So that's another, that's a total opposite thing, right? Or opposite, different thing altogether. So the company left you. <laughs> the company left me. Exactly. You know, and. And of course, that's one of those things I, I, you know, the tone had turned as leading up to this whole coup scenario, the political right. environment and stuff. So I was right. kind of glad to be gone too, but nobody wants to be gone that way. Right. But, right. Uh, but it worked out. I landed that job in three weeks, a new job after that. So, uh, but this one with this company where I'm at, I mean, so I had those interviews that carried into interviews the week, a couple of weeks following Christmas or following yeah. Thanksgiving. And I remember I had my last interview um, on the 23rd of December. Really? Two days yeah, before so, Christmas. So I had in that, so it was basically, I went from the Monday before Thanksgiving to the Monday before Christmas was four solid weeks, 28 days or right. 29 business days if you count the Mondays, both Mondays. And I had um, a total of 12 interviews with eight companies in that time frame. Wow. So the adage of nothing happens in December, I am living proof that that's not true in all cases. <laughs> and and funnily, oddly enough, the 
the interview I had on the 23rd was the second interview of which the first interview I had was on the 17th. And that was with a major, major uh, engineering firm. Wow. Uh, who connected through uh, one of my former coworkers who heard from somebody else that I had talked to is I had not talked to that coworker. So the work, the, the network got around, right? Just people, yeah. you know, and if, if you've developed these relationships over time, again, I went out to people who I thought would be motivated to help me because I would have been motivated to help them. That's how strong sure. the relationship was. That works. I, that's how I identified it. And the rest took care of itself. I never did get to that second phase of, um, of uh, contacts. You know, I said I had 50. I think I, I don't think I could finish the first phase. Actually, I got most of the way through. Right. I never did get to looking online. The only time I looked online was if I was going to interview a company. So yeah. I look at their website. I look at their career posts to see what they're looking for in their yeah. career posts and yeah. stuff. And, yeah. And their job postings and stuff to prep doing myself for interviews. But you that's what I did. Homework. Getting well, ready for an interview, you were doing homework. Yeah. You were one of the 22 or 24 people I called, by the way. So, Oh, yeah. What did I do for you? <laughs> that's how we got connected on it. But I know you were one of that. But that's how that all unplayed. And I ended up getting three offers out of that, um, out of those eight companies before I turned the spigot off and said, okay, I'm, um, guys, I'm taking one of these. So let's stop. Because the one I interviewed with in late December, you know, I had those two interviews within a week and they were already asked. I had several asking me for coming back for a third interview. And I had to say over the holidays, it's like, I'm, I'm picking one of these other offers. And so, right. you know, kind of right. shut it off. But so, yeah, it was, um, it, it, it was remarkable. It surprised the heck out of me, you know, even though it was kind of my plan, it, I didn't expect the kind of results to happen. I didn't expect to be working uh, in early January of that year, you know, which one amounted to about eight weeks after I, um, whoops, eight weeks after I, um, right, you know, lost my job. So, but boy, that's a that's a tough eight weeks. I mean, it, <laughs> essentially, me. essentially, it's two months, and it sounds like you were really busy the whole time, but, but it does show when you have that many interviews with that many different companies and that many different three offers, mm -hmm. that's remarkable. Uh, that really shows that you had really built not only your career, but you had built, you had fostered and built healthy relationships all the way through your whole career. Mm -hmm. And then when you needed it, 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 it paid off. Well, actually, I, you know, I develop relationships for a living as part of what I do. And I realize that not everybody and a lot of engineers don't do that and don't have the, the time or the or the even the opportunity to develop a network like I had. However, again, I didn't reach out. Most of my network was building with customers and I didn't reach out to customers looking for a job. Typically, uh, I was really focused on former coworkers, which everybody has. And then. It, particularly in the engineering field, you know, folks come and go and move around and that's where you yeah. really get your spread. And that's where LinkedIn is really helpful because you can keep up with where everybody and stay in touch with them. And, you know, so then they have a whole new set of contacts that they didn't have when they're working with you. So right. working, networking with people in your own company isn't because their network isn't any broader than yours is in the company, but, right. but certainly that uh, your vendors, I mean, you know, if you're an engineer, you're probably dealing with equipment vendors or service vendors or that kind of thing. And if you've had good relationship with them, and particularly if you've been a good customer of theirs, then they're going to want to see you in another place where you'll be a good customer to them. So don't yeah. be don't be shy to reach out and, and connect with those folks and just say, hey, you know, I'm thinking of a new pasture or going a different place or I need to, to go in a different place because my 
you know, position isn't 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 here anymore. Um, I think most people would be more than helpful, to, more than glad to help you. And then I would encourage you to be there for them if and when those opportunities happen to them as well. So you know, it's it really is uh, fostering and maintaining healthy friendships, even though they're work relationships. And it's not like you may go out and you know play golf with them all the time or right. something, but, but you know, them, you, and, and it's just connecting on a human level. And then and it's not like you have, it's, they're loose relationships. They're loose conversations that you have with people and you may work together side by side for a week or two on a project. And then it may be two or three years later, you'll, you'll reach out. Uh, but those relationships, those, those, times matter mm-hmm. and being friendly being professional encouraging helpful they're going to remember your name and you know the scripture says you know a good name is to be more desired than <laughs> silver and gold silver and gold comes and goes man your reputation whoo that's important right. yeah okay. so well very good well congratulations on that transition um and, and it just is really a testament to the fact that you really were wise and built good relationships for your entire career. It really paid off when you were, you know, found yourself through no fault of your own on the street looking for a job. Mm-hmm. Wow. Thank Congratulations. You. Well, you're the poster child. And, and really, <laughs> LinkedIn, but LinkedIn and what I tell my, my students and my kids, I was like, man, Connect with someone on LinkedIn because then it you're able to find them again. <laughs> right. You know? Yeah. No, that's that's been very, very key to me. Yeah, because yeah. You, you can't really find them very easily. You know, they move to one company, you move somewhere, and and you're like, who where is it? Where are they? You know? Mm-hmm. So it just makes it real simple to keep up with people on an ongoing basis. Um, so congratulations to you, man. That's that's Thank really you. cool. Well, Dave, is there any parting words that you might have for young engineers or or really any engine, anybody in the job market that you say, you know, here's some things that you might want to think about. Is there any tips that you might suggest for someone maybe who'd gotten cut loose? Probably, probably kind of a rehash of what we said, but I think the biggest, uh, to me, the biggest takeaways would be, you know, um, uh, obviously you got to stay positive, keep the faith. Um, it's a process. It takes time in many cases. Um, and in, in my case, you know, I just use that eight to five work schedule. I'm going to work at it like I normally would, you know, then I'll take off or walk away at night and, you know, relax or do whatever I would normally do, but try to keep a, try to keep a, um, consistent, um, uh, schedule, uh, just like you would on a normal work day. Right. Um, and then um, stay up late at night watching TV and then sleep till noon. Right. Right. Yeah. That's not, (laughs) I mean, I'm not saying that can't happen, but it's not how I've ever done it. And I think they always say, you know, it's a, it's a full-time job looking for a job. And I think it's the way you got to look at it. Right. And then I would say, obviously we talked about, you know, just reaching out to people, you know, and you don't have to say, gee, can you get me a job? It's just saying, Hey, I'm out of work right now. I'm looking uh, you know, looking for something, uh, if you know of anything, you know, not a high pressure thing. Right. And usually the folks that want to help you, they'll, they know something, they'll, they'll bring it to you. And, uh, yeah. and 
and as I went through some of the examples, I mean, I was hearing from people I hadn't even talked to, you know, because the word was getting around. So right. you want to let that <laughs> let that grapevine work for you in this case. Uh, well, but you got to prompt it and you got to initiate. If you just sit there and say, I'm going to hit apply and sit back and wait for all the people to call yeah. you, man, you'll starve. I'd, I'd probably still be unemployed. If I, did. <laughs> I, I, don't, I have no idea, but again, I haven't done that. I mean, not to say early in my days, I didn't answer, you know, ads in the mail and stuff like that or send, send resumes, but uh, I haven't done that in a long time because I just realized that so many of these jobs get filled and, and job I have right now was actually was created for me. So, um, but right. well, somebody the, I knew, so. Absolutely. <laughs> you did the right thing, but here's one other thing, Dave, and, and you know this as well as I do, um, or you probably know it better than I do is, is when you're early in your career, mm -hmm. you've gotten a lot of education, but you don't have that network. Right. You don't have 20 years of friendships and, and working through problems and issues and a list of 50 people. Um, what you're, what you, all you have is yourself belief that I'm an engineer and I add value. And, and then it's almost, you have to kind of kickstart those oh. conversations. For the young engineer, or uh, my advice would be this is, yeah, you don't have that professional relationship, but you do have professors. Uh, you, you go to a dentist probably, right? Who's your dentist play golf with? You know, uh, who, who does your, uh, who is your, you know, parents on, you know, or your coaches, who do your coaches know in their neighborhood? Who, who are your, you know, whatever. I mean, there's, there's people you still know. There's people in your family who maybe can't help you, but they may know somebody who knows somebody that can help you. So that's the kind of thing you start working the connections you do know. And you'd well, be surprised when you're going to see a doctor, you're going to see a dentist, you know, that they know all kinds of folks and they see all kinds of folks and people that cut your hair uh, or anything else, you know, so. The just, guy that tends the bar. <laughs> let them know where you're, and you're doing the same thing. You're just letting people know, hey, I'm graduating uh, or I have graduated. I'm a, a you know, structural engineer, civil engineer, and, and uh, really looking for my first start. You know, um, let me know if you know of anything. And sure. obviously if they've been, cutting your hair forever, or they've been your dentist for a long time. They know you, they know your family. They want to help you out too. So, yeah. so it's really no different. It's just, uh, that's, that, that's how you can get a. I think that's how you can get a jump start and maybe get that in somewhere that you would never even know about if you didn't. It's the law of loose connections, you know, second order connections. Somebody right. knows somebody knows somebody. Mm -hmm. um, but then even then, again, it goes back to, you know, if you were, wanting to get a job, let's say you wanted to move to Albuquerque, your wife got relocated there and you're moving to a town, you don't know anybody. Mm -hmm. You don't have friends and family that know anybody. Then you're gonna go ahead and say, well, how do I kickstart brand new conversations with at companies that could use my skills? They hire engineers. And how would you do that? Well, you probably do that using the course that I teach, right? I would <laughs> say so, yeah. And it's the same thing that you did when you were a sales rep going to call on a company that was a, a pulp and paper mill in the middle of Alabama. And they needed, you heard, hey, they're getting ready to do a project. You had to do some research, mm -hmm. figure out where the company is, who works at the company. And you start making phone calls, calling in, or you might say, hey, can I, you know, or meet them at a conference. You hear about a lead, mm -hmm. then you follow up on it. That's business development. 
And it's the same exact technique as finding a job at a company where you don't know anybody. It's the same thing. You got to call in and start those conversations from scratch. And it can be done and it often, it works amazing, but it does take, it is work. And I think that's one of the things that I kind of try to emphasize is, is if you think you can just get a job by applying, that's really not work. That's just applying for a job. Networking, it's not called networking for nothing, is it? <laughs> no, it's not. It is, it, is, it is an effort and it is a process and uh, you get out of it what you put into it. So. And what you said also was, is you set up and you said, I'm going to work. And you started at eight in the morning and you worked looking for your job for the next eight hours. I mean, you might take a break and get at lunch or something. Sure, right, yeah. Then you walk back, you sit down at your computer and you start picking up the, and you went through your list of 25 people making phone calls. And, and I think you, a key part of that was having a plan. I said early on, I planned out before I got started, this is what I'm going to do. So I, it wasn't like, well, I, I kind of call all 25. Now what do I do? You know, I already had that. What's that next phase? What's that phase after that? Even though I never got to those subsequent phases, I kind of knew and had a process of what they would be uh, if I ever did run out of things to do while I was waiting on the phone calls to come back. You know, so uh, so I think um, again, just it's planning your work. You know, work plan your work, work your plan. Um, that old thing. Well, you're a wise man. I'm going to say you're the poster child for how to find a job when. You don't want to find a job, but you find, okay, I, I've got to go find a job. You're the poster child, Dave. So thanks for being on this today, talking with me. I really appreciate it. Um, I, not only that, I really appreciate our friendships that we've had over the years. And so I know that I, there was a reason why I wanted to have an interview with you and you hit it out of the park. So thank you so much. My pleasure. Good luck to everybody uh, out there uh, looking for work. <laughs> All right, buddy. Hey, take care. Thanks so much. You Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> so wasn't that great? Dave is terrific. I tell you what, if everybody uses his techniques of developing and maintaining and fostering new relationships each day, every day of the rest of your career, those are going to be the people that are going to help you find a job when, not, not if, but when you're unemployed looking for the next step. I hope you've enjoyed today's podcast. Every episode is my goal is to make this podcast fun, entertaining, educational, and empowering. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please leave us a five-star review and subscribe on Apple, Google, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And if you'd like to get information on how to update your LinkedIn profile, visit www.diyjs.com. So that's all for today. Be safe. Have a great week. And we'll see you next time. God bless you. Bye-bye.